And we're motherfucking back, y'all. Welcome to Two and a Possible. I have my co-host, Ant Knight, here. What's up, Ant? Yo, 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 yo. What's really good? And I have two possibles today. I have my girl, Mello. She's back. She's been on a previous episode. Hello, what's poppin'? And I have the life of Duce Palooza here, Mr. Chris Styles. What's up? Yeah, what's good, man? <laughs> oh, you sound... That's well, your, your voice sexy at? voice. Where your voice <laughs> at? I'm in the building, man. Traveling Anonymous, um, Duce Palooza, um, you know. Um, not here by mistake, here by design. Thank I you for hear having you. me. I hear you. So you guys ready for the icebreaker? I'm ready for you to put this air back on. <laughs> <laughs> <'cause we're> <laughs> hot. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, the icebreaker today is what has drained your happiness in life? Women. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Relationships. Yes, relationships. I agree. I agree. And school. School has drained my happiness as well. That shit kissed my motherfucking ass all the time. It, so today I want to talk about depression, which is why I asked you guys, what drains your happiness? So, What, what made you choose me for depression? Um, No specific reason. I just picked you. That wasn't going to be the topic. What was going to be the topic? Like, you got a depressed listen. voice, though. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. That's how it's not depressed. I just put my radio voice on. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we could alter your shit like trapping anonymous. We get you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Let's go. Um, so what was our podcast gonna be about? I'm curious. Um, it was kinda up in the air. So you didn't know? No. Okay. So you so didn't know that you were gonna I I we was kinda knew, but then, yeah, but then we were what? playing with it. We were playing well, with what it. What was the idea? Okay, what was yo, the first thank idea? You. Thank well you. the idea honestly was after hearing your podcast, Mello. Okay, I heard you. And then juicy I'm like juicy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? We all been in positions or have known people who have been depressed. So let's go around the room and share an experience, whether it's about us or somebody that we know where we have been depressed. Like, what was depressing us and how we kind of got through it. Okay. So, I'll you. go first. I had postpartum depression after my daughter. Um, every single time she cried, I would cry. I didn't want to take a shower. I didn't want to brush my hair. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. And it was really, really a sad time for me because I'm like, yo, I have this bundle of joy here and I can't even appreciate her and I can't even enjoy her because I'm so fucked up in the head right now. I and thought I, she was going to say you didn't want to brush your teeth. Yeah, I did too. I think she I was, was, and then I she was switched mad it to hair. Worried. I was like, <laughs> she almost said teeth. I didn't want to take a shower. I was, I was like, like oh, yeah. <laughs> Postpartum got niggas. Nah, I'm sorry. Postdental. Fuck you, Post oral depression. Not for nothing, though. If you think about it, postpartum, it is serious. Like, we joke about it, but I went through it too. My issue was not that I didn't want to take a bath, my fault. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to the dirty but, bitches. <laughs> but I did go through it. I was really, really sad. I didn't want to clean the house. Like, at some point, you know how you start thinking about the stuff that you have to do, such as cleaning the house, cleaning whatever. Now you got to take care of the baby. You got to go do laundry. You got to do extra stuff. When I started thinking about those things while having my newborn, I will bug out. I'm talking about calling my mom's like, mommy, I can't do this. She'll be like, calm down, calm down. I'm like, no, right. I can't do this. And I'll really, really be tripping in the crib by myself. Like, and that's serious. Like, It is, it is. And I serious. feel like the only reason why I really got past it is I noticed that me being so anxious, me being so overwhelmed, me being so sad, my daughter was constantly crying. She was constantly feeling those emotions that I was going through. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? In order to raise a happy, healthy baby, I have to be happy and healthy myself 
mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And I just kind of, little by little, snapped the fuck out of it. The crazy part about it, society want to make you feel like after you have a baby, you're supposed to be this homebody. When really, it's not a, that. To be happy, you have to be out. So if you don't have someone to take care of the baby, let's just say, you don't have no one to take the baby and you want to, let's say, enjoy yourself with a friend or go out, have a girl's night, you need that at least once a month to raise a happy baby. Because that, that makes part, you happy. It's like, you know, we, we have this expectation of women to, um you know, uh, become mothers and things of that nature and just to automatically switch their life it's like this is a dramatic change like compared to what you was used to on an everyday basis like we're just gonna throw a whole new life in there and then you gotta be responsible you gotta be caring you gotta be loving you gotta be all these mm. things and it's just the pressure is just so much especially Word. like with Instagram society and this down the third mm. like your baby gotta be fly you gotta be looking like you with your child while she never posts pictures of her kids there's so much pressure it's like right. I don't know how y'all do it. Yo, I hear that shit all the time. They be like, is there something wrong with your daughter because you don't post her? Yep. No, she's healthy. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's smart. You ju- you guys just don't deserve to fucking see her. That's and it. For a man, we don't, we don't really have that pressure. Like, nigga don't post his kids. It's like, all right. Yeah. He ain't posting his kids. Right. So don't let a nigga shooting up your club kill you. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you saying? Keep it lit. Mm-hmm. Keep so it lit. when was the time that you were depressed, Chris? Uh, two days ago. Over what? Um... Well, not literally two days ago. It was like a month ago. I was depressed for like nine months. Wow. I couldn't do shit. I couldn't um, I couldn't be creative. I couldn't... Um, shit. Damn, I ain't know he's going to... Um, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Now I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> yo, no. y'all playing. <laughs> be like, yo, you just oh, right? right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and he said nine months. You got a son? Nah, nah, God willing. So, um, no, I, I was, I was going back and forth. I just had bought a condo. I was going back and forth with different mortgages with banks. I was getting denied. Um, I just felt like it wasn't. I, I felt trapped. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I couldn't uh, uh, hurdle this, this thing. I couldn't find my happiness because I always would be like, I'll be happy when I buy my new crib. I'll be happy when I uh, get to this point in life. And the poison in that is, I, I, it suggests that I'm not happy now. Right. And it's the truth because I wasn't happy then. And it's like until I could be grateful for where I am and what space I'm in currently, I will not, God is not going to open up anything more for me. You know what I'm saying? So I really had to learn to be happy and be content with what I have, right? So that doesn't mean, like, don't strive and go out and get more and do more. It means look at how far you come. Like, last year, you didn't even think you'd be here. You know what I'm saying? Why am I not appreciating that? Why am I not taking the time to celebrate that success? And I'm so busy worried about what's next. It's that concept of more, and it's poison. And it was poisoning me for so long. And it wasn't until I was content that everything started opening up for me. I got my crib. The deals started working for me. And I started doing really great things in life. So, yeah. Amen. That's real shit. That's real shit. What about you, Aunt? I mean, I feel like I'm currently struggling with it. Like, a lot of times, like, I'll go to work, and then I'll come home, and I go to sleep for hours, and then I wake up, walk my dog, go back to sleep. Like, so I think it's more, like, right now where I'm at at the moment, kind of like what Chris was saying. Like, you have to be grateful. So I'm trying to rediscover the feeling that I got when I first got my job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I work with the homeless, so, like, 
a lot of people are like, oh, that's a really good job, this and that. But like, I've been doing it for four years, so now I'm like ready to like get to the next level. But I kind of feel like I need to rediscover the energy that I had when I first got there. Maybe so, maybe that's not what you need to do when I say that because please put me on. Yeah yeah yeah. Please. No, I got you. Maybe that's not what you need to do because the at that time you was in a certain space. At that time you was in a certain period and point in your life and that's not the point that you're at right now maybe it's a new energy that you need to discover maybe it's not the fact that i need to go back in life i need to go forward you know what i'm saying so maybe you need to find your happiness within what you're doing now and where you are now four years later you're asking for something that was alive four years ago and you want it to be that same feeling that it was four years ago but a lot has happened since then so right. maybe you need to discover a new feeling maybe you need to discover a new happiness within that and then you won't have that problem Wait, Word. hold on, stop. Everybody stop. Do you take Emblem Health? Because I'm not about to pay you out of pocket for these therapies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it tonight. I'm not doing it tonight. Not this weekend. <laughs> nah, Sometimes man. the routine real shit. the routine really fucks you up too. Like yeah. if you do the routine, that really trips me out. I think I go through a depression stage of mine probably the end of every month. Mm. Like I'm already like what am I doing? Baby, you don't love me. Oh, I need to lose weight. Like, everything crashes. But then, as long as you're in the middle, right, and you middle, you're in the middle of that depression, you say, you know what, I got to change my act. The more I, I think about this depression, the more I'm going to be mad, the more the more I'm going to lash out on my family. I usually, like, lash out. Like, you see me, I'll be bugging. But then, as long as I catch myself, and I'm like, no. At some point, for longer than this one week, I'm more happy. I know I could get to this happiness. Right. Um, what am I going to do to get happy? Like, you just have to think about what makes you happy. You have to do those things, whether it's hanging out with a certain person, whether it's... My thing is, I exfoliate. I go to the bathroom. I'll probably do two hours in the bathroom. I'll take all of my face masks. I take body scrubs. I take um, body washes. Like, I would really wash my hair, treat my hair. Like, I would treat my soul in a way. I'll get beautified, and then I'm like, okay. I'm ready to go. Right. You know, so then I'm like, okay, I'm up, I'm point. Some people let themselves go. Like, some people don't do their nails. Some people don't moisturize their skin. Once you do all of these things, believe me, I am a firm believer that you're going to look at yourself different. The more you look at yourself on your bed, like, damn, feeling pity, petty, what's going to happen? You're going to dig yourself deeper into that depression. Trust right. me, I know. So you recently have gone through a, an experience where you had post-surgery depression. Mm -hmm. And what what exactly is that? All right. So post-surgery depression is sort of like postpartum. It's, it, it's sort of like it creeps up. You don't know what's going on. But I was feeling sad because you're vulnerable. Um, I'm vulnerable. You're vulnerable when you gave birth. I was vulnerable when I gave birth. But I was vulnerable when... I couldn't really do much for myself. The fact that I'm, like, mad active and I wasn't able to do stuff for myself, like my own breakfast, like, and people was doing it for me. I was afraid to, like, speak up. Like, this is how... And I wasn't myself. Like, I, I was afraid to tell the person, like, this is how I want my breakfast. And I felt like that was too much because the person was making me feel like I was doing too much. I was asking for too much. But really, I just want a specific breakfast, my, like, my type of breakfast or, or something that I like. But you wasn't trying to fulfill me. So I was... I, listen... It was. I even recorded myself for like an hour, crying, talking about the whole situation just so I could go back to it and be like, damn, this is how it was. Yeah. And then the next day, what I did was I went to the mall, I got my shit together, got my makeup done. I mean, I got my hair done, my nails done, my toes done. And it was, a, you know, bringing me up, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I went back to the place 
and the energy there was off. Like, it wasn't welcoming. So I was just like, I was deep in that hole. So I knew once I leave out of here, everything's going to be okay because this is not my natural space. And sometimes you just got to change your energy, your your surroundings. Yeah. If it's not the person, it's the surroundings. If it's not the surroundings, it's something you're doing. You know, and I, I'm a firm believer of that. Like that. Uh, so for the people that are, like, currently suffering from depression, what would your advice be to them, Chris? Um, And my advice, and it's not going to be to negate what you said because I like a lot of the things that you said, um, but I, I feel as though the exfoliating, the, the, the taking the self-care that you do, um, I think that's what works for you, right? right. And I don't think that um, a face mask is necessarily going to work for me. And I say that because everybody has their happy place, right? So I think it's important that we find our happy place and then we do exactly what you did. We make a home in that place, right? So, like, we continue to do these things. We continue to nurture it. We, we It could be playing video games, right? It could be going to the park for a run. It could be in a gym. It could be a podcast. It could be anything. Whatever that happy place is, you find it, and then you make a home out of it, and then you just be there. You be there. You be there. And um, it's going to really lift you up. And the more you have a lifted up spirit, the more things that will happen for you. What you got to understand is... A lot of things, I, <clears throat> a lot of people are going through things is because they're in a negative space. And if I constantly put out negativity and I'm constantly angry and I'm constantly upset, then that's what's going to come back to me. Yeah. That's it's science, right? So if I be more positive, if I do things, more positive deposits, if I do more things that make me happy, I'm going to put out more things that's going to be happy and then it's going to return to me the same happiness. Right, right. Right. So I think, like, especially for me, like, when I get in those moments, sunlight, like, is everything to me. Just going for, like, a walk or just, like, sitting in the grass somewhere, just getting some sun. Like, it just brings me to a good space. Like, it just it's so refreshing. I love it. Like, I hate rainy days. I'm like, fuck. I need some sun, man. I need some sun. So that definitely helps me. You said exfoliating. What helps you, Ant? Oxtail. (laughs) <laughs> He's in rice. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I like, I go to the Jamaican spot in my hood, even though it's like twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean, tight be in a gentrified area. Yeah, yeah. There's a Starbucks there. Uh-huh. So like, uh-huh. I go there. I grab my oxtail. Um, I throw on beats because like I rap sometimes. So mm-hmm. like, I try to bring it back to like the shit that um, kind of like what you were saying. Like that makes me happy. I try to make it home and try to hone in on. Whatever it was before where I was at, where I'm at currently, I try to, like, get back into that bag. You got to get back mm-hmm. into that creative bag. Um, and sometimes I like to bask in it. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to embrace the depression. Sometimes you got to embrace, I right, this is where I'm at right now. Right. Let me take all this in. Because mm-hmm. it's messages. You get messages. While you depressed, you get messages. People come to your way, and they probably talk to you about some depression that they had, and you could relate. And you don't even have to tell your per- that person your business you automatically going to relate. Like Man. I say, talk about it also. Like, that's my advice. Talk about it. I don't mean talk about it with a doctor because usually doctors is going to label you as a depressed person. But talk about it with your friends. A lot of people feel embarrassed to talk about when they're down or whatever. But be honest, we all go through it. At 30, at 20, I'm 31 years old, so at 31, I'm definitely going through depression. But that's just the buildup. I always right. say, like, that depressed mode is my buildup because the next time I come back around, I come back strong. So yeah. that's the fact. And don't Yo, be I that friend. Too. Can I hear you rap? <laughs> right now? You want the yeah. depressed rap it, right check now? It, check it, check it. Is this what we're doing? Yeah, oh, that's what you rap. 
I'm from the city that never sleeps. It's kind of funny because we all got big dreams. On the outside, the apple looking kind of sweet, but it's as rotten as the one that you forgot to eat. I know a couple people like to keep the peace. These streets is insane. Sometimes you got to keep a peace to keep that peace on your chain. Sometimes you got to keep a peace to keep the peace in your brain. Mm. A couple people sold their soul for some media fame. Mm. Look around, realize America's running game. You could get your masters, but you're still just a slave with an expensive piece of paper that you use a liberation. Mm. Stuck in your way of thinking, but you need some liberation anyway. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I like you should that. start Everything. rapping. That's your thing. Yeah, right? That's it. Like, yeah. That's your thing. You've been taking care mm-hmm. of the homeless. You mm-hmm. can still do that. You can that's add some thing. time for your that's rapping because that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's thank it. you. Thank you. Mm. And as to what Melo said can I about talking too? about it, give me a second. <laughs> I want to okay, rap too. I'm inspired. <laughs> okay, go. Fuck it. Go. Spit it. I've been up all night. You see the body need a rest kit. Dabbling in thoughts about how we've been arrested. Mm. I understand sometimes in life you lose and the rest well invested. I don't know if God got a hold or the devil got me tested. See the ways of the world keeps the projects infested. Not just the housing complex, but everything that I've been blessed with. Mm. What you don't know remains what you lack without the proper education. It reflects how you act. The listeners feed and the readers digest. All you have to do is learn and understand the process. You see the body remains a temple for those that are using it but it shall break down for the ones that are abusing it mm. no i'm not a preacher or a pastor and such i just figured if i knew it i'd pass it as much hey, hey. Chris wait 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 on some real shit you don't advertise that part of you that much i know you should um and we was having this conversation outside. And this is why you're depressed, man? my nigga. Like, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Where, right? See what I'm saying? Yeah, Dara, spit something. Go. Um, no. <laughs> Here we go. Yo, yo, check it. No, no I'm kidding. But, but to your point, though, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm good at a lot of things, and I think that's the problem. So many of us are good at so many things, and I don't believe in being, um, you know... Uh, good at mad shit and a master of none right I, I do be, believe in it though I'd rather master something right like the master host one thing the hosting then, or, yeah, yeah. and I master like I'm the best fucking host I mm-hmm. know that you know what I'm saying and I could move on and I could conquer something else then I conquer podcasting then I'll be the best at the podcast world so then, one thing at a time and not everything at once it has to be because uh, you cannot give 100% to 10 different things you can give 10% to 10 different things but I can give 100% to mm. one right. but mm. now, in my, now in my end because it's sort of like you know kind of because I do podcasts I do YouTube like I do like I do a whole lot of I stick my hand any, everywhere but at the same time when you think about it you're just finding a way with creativity see, see how you rap see how you rap you creating your foundation by building the relationship that you build as a host right Later on, that hosting stuff probably is not going to do you good. Probably you're already going to be already halfway through being a rapper if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like me, I only I really want to influence people. So in order for me to be an influencer, I have to, let's say, be approachable. Let's say I have to be attractive. So I have to make myself attractive. I have to make myself that person to be that person. So that's right. why I learned how to do makeup. I learned how to do you know, hair, because no one's going to do it the way I do it. Yeah. You know, I also, if I'm good at it, because I am good, it's a gift that I have, might as well get paid doing it. Everything else, like the podcasting that I do, Juicy, Juicy Talk Juicy, it's just for me to express different views. People that don't hear me in real life, and you want to hear my podcast, then you're going to hear something. If you like it, like I'm here, you like what you heard, so I'm here with you. I wouldn't mind doing this at any point. Like, right. You feel me? So I stick my hand everywhere. Like, a lot of people tell me, like, why don't you just focus on one thing? I'm like, yeah, I could be focused. Time is ticking. 
You know, I need to figure out what's going to open the door for me. Like, one day I'm beautiful probably at this model gig, you know, but I already know how to do makeup. So while I get that model gig, that photographer's going to be like, I need a more. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know how to more. So what's good? I'm going yeah. to help you out. Now I'm going to get money being the more and being the hairstylist and then also get paid as a model. So it's... It, it, right. it, she know how to do it all. Yeah. It's strategically. It's renaissance woman. Yeah, right. it's all strategically. It's all about that. Now, you're already up. I already told you this. Like, you're already up. Chris, you're already up. Me, I'm on underrated mode, and I'm just enjoying the process. Like, yeah, I ain't sure. even in no rush to get to the top, because at the end of the day, as long as you get money, it's all good. Yeah, I agree. It's all good. So we got way... Out of topic. topic. <laughs> no, no, nah, nah, let me tell you something, though. Depressed is only a state of mind, though. You know, not to offend anyone that's depressed at the moment, but you could literally get out of depressed. If you think about it, you was once depressed, now you're not depressed, and you could get off topic and get to something happy real right, quick. Right, Just like know, we did I, with the conversation. I really disagree with that as well. Um, just off the simple fact that I, you know, I've interviewed people with depressed, uh, depression. I've interviewed people that were suicidal. And the way they describe depression is just this lingering thing, like this energy like that you can't shake. And it's it's a disease. And it's mental. And for it to just be a state of mind and write it off as something as simple as that, um, because sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're sad. It just, it, you could really undermine um, what it really is because maybe you haven't experienced its full form. And for many people, they have experienced its full form. So people may look at it and say, oh, she's being insensitive or this, that, and the third. But that, the truth be told, it's just about have you experienced this what's thing? full form depression is waking up every day for months for years with this lingering thing but on what your creates back. that linger it's my question it it's it's a mental disease it's a disease so it could be anything right yeah. so like the thing that could and the girl that was suicidal that i spoke to she told me she was like today i could wake up and there could be no milk in the fridge. And that could be what sets me off the edge, right? Because I've been living in this this state of depression for so long. So this could be due to trauma. This could be due to just like something that happened to you in your life or something that's currently happening. Or it could be getting up and going to work every day and just feeling like you at this standstill. It could be so many different things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's really tough to just write it off as, oh, okay, yeah, not a depressed state of mind. You could, you no, could no, no, I don't want it. you to say it like that because now you're pushing it. You're pushing it. Don't don't push it to a point where now I'm inconsiderate because I've been depressed. Now, what you're trying to tell me is that I don't know what other people have been through so you can't determine how depressed that person could be. Like, it don't matter a state of mind, whether you're sad, you're upset, you're suicidal, it is a state of mind. Not what you've gone through Cause in life you don't know what I've gone through. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've been backstabbed. I've been betrayed. Like that don't. I'm not out here. Like at some point I probably would think about, and I don't even want to say it in air, but I probably would thought about. I don't want to be here, but I won't think to the extreme. You know, I want to kill myself. You know why? Because also you also have to think about the people that really fucks with you, the people that you're gonna affect. You know, right. this is a state of mind that you have to go beyond. You can't you. It's just, it's, it's, it's a struggle, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound inconsiderate because I've been there. I've been down. and But it's just also the people you keep around, the people that's not, you're not talking about it. The people, it's sort of like the people you keep around, real talk. Like, the people you keep around is the people that's going to either nourish you or they're going to dig you dig you deeper. 
and by just saying, yo, you're just depressed, yo, go to sleep, or don't do this, don't do that. Nah, you really have to talk about it. You, The person, I believe that the person really have to admit what's really fucking with them. Right. They need to release that. A lot of people don't even release the reason why they even mad or upset. I'll tell you, yo, right now, I'm upset because you just told me that I'm writing it off as, not upset, but you know, like, I'm writing it off as me being inconsiderate to my depressed people, and it's not even the case, you know, like... So for the people out there that have never been depressed and they might have like a family member or a friend that is depressed, what are some of the symptoms that comes with depression so they could kind of notice like, you know what, like he might be depressed or she might be depressed? Like what are the common symptoms? Uh, um, Just to bring it back a little bit, I feel like um depression and things of that nature are like real individualistic. So like it's not like a straight spectrum for everybody. Right. Everybody experiences a different way. Right. Um, For some people it's really like debilitating like you can't do anything you can't move you stuck in bed all day you you try to be happy and you just get, end up getting sadder and sometimes you can't identify what it is you don't know if it's something when you was a kid and it was never um addressed at that time you know what i'm saying like and sometimes it's something at this age and you still haven't identified it or you know what it is but you're in denial so like i kind of feel like there's no one way to conquer depression right some it's different levels it's different tiers of depression that we we all may go through i'm not gonna say everybody's depressed some people just be sad some people i'm saying but i think that if we look at it in a way where we don't see it as something that what works for me works for you and more of something that we all go through this in some way then we could kind of relate to it and right. other people. Right. Right. So um, I wrote down a bunch of symptoms. You guys can chime in when you want. Like, I'll be sleeping. I be, I don't eat. I read a quote one time. It was, um, sad people happen to sleep more than the happy people. Sleeping. Or and, some people overeat. Right. Overeat. Some people get psychotic and get into, like, a manic, <sighs> mad anxious, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a part of it. Right. Um, I'll just talk about it real quick. Like, y'all feel down. Do you go to therapy no. at all? No. Being like my dad wants to even go to therapy. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to therapy. Because the same thing that therapy doctor's going to tell me, I've probably been telling myself. Like, nah, we ain't Sometimes you got to hear from the outside. Like, I talk to myself a lot, but I also don't listen to myself. I'm hard-headed. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I have to hear it from someone that's qualified. I'm not qualified to talk to myself. I I think I know myself. Right, but you just have, I, I mean, I check myself all the time. You know, like, let's say I would be mad. And let's say me and my mom, my, our, my mom and my relationship, if I'm depressed, she'll probably get the all, all the heat. You know, and then sometimes, like, I would see how I would be. And then I would fall back and I'd be like, you know, Ma, I'm sorry. I'm just going through this. Uh, uh, as long as you, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit different when it comes to that. Like, I know when I'm upset. I know, like, when I lash out. And stuff like that. So I just check myself. Yeah. I think it's really like a cultural thing, like our culture. Um, we don't believe in therapists. We don't believe in talking to people about our problems. We don't believe in going to uh, seek professional help. It's like, oh, nah, like, you're shunned for that. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Like, nigga, man up, you know what I mean? Or, or like, you know what I'm saying? You could get through that, you know what I'm saying? And we just downplay it constantly, constantly. And we never step outside of our realm. So it's like, if this is not working, right? If we've been doing this for so long and this is something that's not working, why not try something else, right? It's an alternative. Like, just insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. It's like, 
we need to try other methods because this shit ain't working. A lot of our people are suffering, right? And we are living poor and we're not coming out of this state of depression ever. We're living with this for for, for our entire lives. And it's we're stubborn. We're stubborn. We don't even want to seek help. We we too good for that. We we nah nah, nah I ain't gotta do all that. Da, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. We're not. We're breaking down. We're suffering. You understand? Right. And it's it's society. Society, it's our living situations. It's you know our so environments. I, I can't afford to be as happy as a white person, right? I can't afford to wake up every morning and be like, Yeah, how you doing? Right? You know, I got real shit going on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's something we need to do as a culture, as a people. We need to really be able and willing to step outside the box and try new things because the old way is not working. Right. So in closing, I want to go around the room and I want each of us to give one tip to somebody on how to be a good friend to somebody that's going through like a period of depression. So I'll go first. I, I love what you said about, you know, talk to your friends, vent. I feel like as a friend... I don't want to hear, yo, it could be worse. I don't want to hear that shit. Just let me vent, hear me out, you know, be a good, I feel like, you know, just listening is a really good tool as a friend. You know what I mean? You don't always have to say something. You don't always have to respond to everything and encourage your friend to like go out with them. Like take them to the fucking museum, go, I don't know, go get a damn spa day, something. And I, that would be my go-to move to somebody that's depressed. Like if it was one of my friends or family members. What about you? Um, I would probably just say we spoke about it earlier. Is just find that happy place. Just find what do you, what do you like to do, man? What do you enjoy the but most? But what would you what like you if your friend was depressed? Like, how would you take? What approach would you take with them? I'm telling you. So you would just tell them to find a happy place. Yeah, find that happy place. And what makes you happy? What what um what about life gives you the most joy? And I would tell them to do it more. I would encourage them to do it more. Or I would do it with them, like. Whatever that thing is, and I would just go from there. Right. What about you, Melo? I would try get. I would try to get to the core of it. Like, what? Why are you sad? Yeah. Like, I know you're sad, but look, like, look. Don't think like it's like I really will be this type of friend. Like, look, don't be embarrassed. Like, if you're upset because you ain't got a big butt, I understand. Like, shit like that. Like, I get it. Like, I just want you to go to the core of your depression. And understand that you just have to admit it. Admit the little, little, little thing that got you all fucked up. Right. Once you admit that and you release that, and that person that you're releasing it to is not making you feel like you need to close up, then I feel like you you, you on your way to getting out of that rut. Depression, it shouldn't be for too long. It's been there for a long time, but it's a, it's a grief. You come in and out of it. Like it, it, Once you get depressed at one point, like whether it's that heartache, because usually I think that's where it starts, or probably family or something. Once you get that, like, and then you, you jump out of it, you're going to go right back to it at some point. Just know that it is possible for you to get out and just understand that at some point you got out of it. Yeah. You know, so it's, 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 it's a grief. I believe it's a grief. And to my homegirl that would be depressed, you know, I would reach out to them. Some, some like... One of my homegirls, she like go on MIA on me, you know, and I give her her space, no hard feelings, but I would really would be like, what, what's really bothering you? Like, tell me, like, what, like, is it that where you at in life? Like, don't worry about that. Like, you rushing? Look at where I'm at. Like, I'm nowhere. Oh no, you doing nothing? That's nothing. That's I beat myself up all the day, but it's just getting to that core. I right. feel like getting to that core and to the bottom of why you are really in pain. Right. What about you, Aunt? 
I think it's a little different for dudes. Um, like in our communities and our environments, we're not really. It's not a. Prom, you know, it's not promoted to open up to your niggas. And when you open up to a lot of niggas, don't want to open up to a chick because like we're in a time where everybody's shifty and nobody trusts nobody, which makes sense. Um, if you've been going this through this for years and I've been your nigga for years and shit and I don't see any progress, I'm gonna honestly uh try to point you to some resources that you can seek professionals. I'm not a professional. I can listen all day, but I'm not I may not provide the correct um outlets. I may not make you feel how you need to feel. I'm not able to identify all that shit. I'm not qualified to do all that. So I want you to go to the professionals right. because at the same time not to sound selfish your friends are your friends because they can be a support system but they're not always gonna my mom told me this mad long ago she's like you have a lot of friends now the older you get the less friends you have facts so now the older you get I only have two friends they tired of hearing my shit right right I need somebody that's really not that's taking notes if they're really your friends, they behavior. won't be tired of hearing it, though. Like, nah, that's not like, a Like, I will hear it all day. Like, if you're my homegirl, I will hear it. Like, let me hear that it. That shit is Talk draining, to too. It is draining, You're going to make me get depressed. Right, nah. But that's, you... It's called vicarious trauma, where I'm... You know when you're on social media and you see people of color getting killed? And you, you take that in, you like, damn, this shit is bringing me yeah, down, that too. That whole junior situation. I mean, that fuck shit fucks you up. Yeah. So, like, that's the same thing with your friends. Your friend is constantly coming to you. Not that you have an issue, but if you can't provide the right answers and the right outlets, then I'm useless to you. I need you to seek the correct outlet. Right. So, I'm going I'm to give you the right resource. Like, yo, listen, there's services over here. Not to make you feel crazy. This ain't... You know, I know, like, we grew up in a certain situation where niggas try to downplay mental health. It's really important. I'll come with you. Let's go together. We can both go. It's a, it's a group thing. We can go to a group. You know what I'm saying? You drinking a lot. You smoking a lot. You smoking every day. Let's let's figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, because right. I know when I'm depressed, I drink a lot. I go out. I'm fucking bitches. Like, I don't, I just, like, blank out and I sleep. That's all I do. Yeah. And it took a recent situation where, like, me and my son was like, yo, we have to slow down. We've been suppressing how we really feel through these vices. And the vices are blurring your vision. Like, so it's right. time to seek help. I hear that. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming. Melo, where can they find you? Oh, at hot shit. Hot fucking shit. H-A-W-T-F-U-C-H-E-A. You know, <laughs> juicy talk, juicy. You already know. <laughs> What about you, Chris? Uh, Chris Styles on all social media, Twitter, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-L-E-Z-Z, trappedanonymous.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Apple, whatever that's that's called. But yeah, Chris Styles on all platforms. Yo, do say Palooza needs to come do to Florida. Do say Palooza, okay? and I like... need that discount. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with our culture, too. Is that... <laughs> no, that is a problem, and I'm part of the problem, baby. <laughs> um, Don't Google me, don't follow me, but when you see me, say what up. All right, y'all. Make sure you make your next move the game changer.